Welcome to the High Income Business Writing Podcast, helping you propel your writing business to a whole new level. And now, here's your host, Ed Gandia. Hey there, and thank you for joining me for episode 112 of the High Income Business Writing Podcast. My name is Ed Gandia, and this is the podcast for business writers and copywriters who want to take their writing businesses to the six-figure level or the part-time equivalent. As a quick reminder, you can find detailed show notes to this episode, which include links by going to b2blauncher.com forward slash episode 112. You know, part of my job as host of the show is to present new ideas and opportunities to my listeners. At least that's the way I look at it. And one of the ways I do this is by showcasing different types of writing assignments and what those assignments entail. You know, everything from how do you tackle it to how do you get client, how do you pitch it, how do you price it, everything, everything from beginning to end. I also talk about new ideas and strategies and ways of thinking about your business and ways to land more clients and get more for the work you do. And I talk about industries or markets that you may not have considered before. And in this episode, we're going to focus on that latter topic, the industry or specifically an industry and a market opportunity you may not have previously considered more specifically copywriting for e-commerce companies. Now, I got a little bit of a long intro here because I want to be very clear about something and I want to have full disclosure that my guest in this episode has a company that hires freelance copywriters and places them with e-commerce clients. His name is Nathan Hirsch and he is the founder of freeup.com. That freeup has an extra E there. It's got three E's. So, He's biased. You know, he has a vested interest in getting you to check out his e-commerce uh, company that that matches uh, clients with writers. He profits from this. However, I should also tell you that I am very selective about who I bring on the show. Now, I've never worked with Nathan. I've never been a writer working with him uh, through his company in working with his client companies. But here's what I do know. I get pitched several times a month by companies that are trying to sell to freelancers. They want to come on the show. They want to expose their business. They want to talk about their opportunity and what they're doing to my audience. And I always press them pretty hard for a show topic and content that will add real value to my listeners. And I would tell you that in 90% of cases, if not more, when I grill them about this, they fall short. It's very clear to me that all they want is to get free publicity. Now, Nathan was different. I grilled him pretty hard, just like I do with everybody else when he first approached me. And you know what? I'm glad I had him on the show because he really does have some great ideas to share. And I could tell from the beginning that, you know, this is not going to be for everyone, but he was going to add value. He was going to present good quality content to my audience. This opportunity is not for everyone. And frankly, it's not the path that I would recommend if you're trying to follow the smarter freelancing objectives of earning more in less time, doing work you love for better clients. 
I'm just not fond of the hourly model that FreeUp.com and, and others use or the production-focused approach that's just necessary to make that model work, that business model. However, if you're a good copywriter and you have some experience with this type of writing, this might be a good way to either kickstart your freelance business or to fill a temporary gap in project work. And who knows, it might be a way to get into an industry that you actually have a little bit of experience in, some experience in, but haven't really done much in lately. It might be a way for you to get in the door, get your footing, and then expand that in other ways. If anything, I think this show might trigger some new ideas for you or give you a backup plan should you find yourself needing some sort of stopgap either now or sometime in the future. So with that long introduction and disclosure, let's go ahead and go right to that interview with Nathan Hirsch. Nathan, so great to have you on the show, man. Thanks for having me, Ed. All right. So this is a uh, an interesting topic here because... Uh, this is not something we have covered before, and it's specifically talking about a specific uh, target market, specific industry. Uh, I do get asked about this occasionally, and honestly, I have very little experience in this area. So I'm excited to talk to you uh, about e-commerce and how freelance writers and copywriters can can impact uh, e-commerce companies positively. But before we get to that, give us give us some background. So tell us about yourself, what you do today. Uh, where you came from, what you were doing before your current work, all that good stuff. Definitely. So I'm from Massachusetts. I went to school at Quinnipiac University in Hamden, Connecticut. When I was 20 years old, I started buying and selling textbooks um, from my classmates and reselling them to pay for probably some extra beer money, which is what it was for. Um, Books always translate to beer, don't they? Exactly. (laughs) So I took the money I made from that and textbooks led me to Amazon because naturally you learn about Amazon from selling books. And I started buying and reselling different products that I would find at different deal sites um, to sell them on Amazon. And I became addicted to selling on Amazon. Um, this was back when Amazon was mostly, mostly books and getting more and more into other things. So now when there's 100 people on a listing, back then there were two or three. So I didn't have a lot of competition and I could buy stuff from Walmart and Target and put them on Amazon, um, write up a description and get them sold. And then I actually expanded that company, started hiring people. Um, I was running a multi-million dollar business out of my college dorm room before I was legally able to drink. Um, and that kind of exploded out of nowhere. So uh, when I graduated college, I had the dilemma, do I go get a real job, which was the reason I went to college to begin with, or do I pursue my entrepreneurial passion, which I decided to go the entrepreneurial route, move down to Florida, um, open an office, continue hire, continue to hire, um, and grow my Amazon store. When I moved to Florida, I was introduced to Odesk, which is called Upwork now, and a friend of mine was like, hey, you got to check this out for hiring remote workers. Fell in love with that. I called it my Odesk army. I just started hiring like crazy to help um, expand my store because I saw it as a very fast and efficient way to do that. Hiring a lot of different positions from customer care to people to list products and copywriting, um, everything. And from there, I started my second business, Free Up, um, because I wanted to make hiring easier. Back when I started hiring in college, I had no idea what I was doing because I was hiring people from the first time and I was hiring people older than me. And then when I moved on to Florida and I became more mature and I got introduced to people around the world, which was a whole nother learning lesson. 
And right now, FreeUp is a hands-on way to hire remote workers from all over the world um, from 5 to $50 an hour. And I really built it to be the hiring platform that I wish I had when I was hiring for the first time or when I ran into hiring struggles along the way. So you're addressing both sides of that transaction, those who are looking for freelancers and those who are looking to provide services. Exactly. And, and I've kind of been on both sides. So I, right now I run a, a freelancing company, um, but I was on the client side for seven years and I still am. I still run my Amazon store. Um, so I try to work with people that have the talent, but don't necessarily have the skill side because, or I'm sorry, the sales side, because I know what clients are looking for. Um, and I can talk to the clients and put it policies in place that if the freelancer follows, they're going to get lots of work and be successful and make lots of money while also making the client happy because I know what the client wants. Gotcha. All right. So when let's just talk a little bit about your focus, because I believe your focus is e-commerce companies in terms of the client side of things. So when we when we talk about e-commerce, just to be clear here, what what kind of companies are, are we referring to? Are we talking about companies like Amazon, or are there other categories in in this field that people don't really think about? Can, can you give us some examples? Yeah, so e-commerce is selling essentially selling stuff online. It doesn't even need to be a product, um, although most of my clients sell products. Um, a lot of people don't realize that Amazon has their own warehouse and they sell their own products, but it's also made up of a lot of third-party sellers that are selling either products they've made or maybe they private label it to China or they just buy stuff online and wait for it to go um, to be out of stock everywhere and then jack up the price and sell it there. So you've got your third-party marketplaces like Amazon, eBay, um, Bonanza. There's a lot of different ones. Um, then you've got people who create their own website, whether they use uh, whether they build it from scratch or they build a Shopify store or big commerce. It's a lot of the different programs out there that make it easier. Um, or really any type of online business where you don't actually have to walk into a store or meet the person face to face. Okay. Gotcha. So it really runs the gamut. Um, when, when let, let's talk more specifically then about the opportunities that you're typically helping your clients fill, um, and especially for writers and copywriters. So what, what, what are you seeing out there? Um, maybe if you can give us some examples at different places in the spectrum. Definitely. So when I first started this, I thought it would be more of your basic um, customer care people, graphic designers, um, people who do advertising campaigns like Google AdWords. But it turns out there's a huge market for people who need good copywriters and good writers. Also translate people to do translations as well. Because if I'm a seller and I have... 20,000 products to put online, I need to write really good descriptions um, for all those products. And I'm competing with other people selling similar products or new competition is coming out there all the time. So I need writers that can write better descriptions of my competition, that can make them SEO friendly, that can do research on keywords and implement that into the writing. Um, and it's a really big thing. And that's a lot of, a lot of build hours for my clients um, go towards those copywriting. I call it listing because you're listing products, but it's really writing descriptions for different products over and over. And it, what I'm hearing here is that there's a, this kind of work is very, uh, it's recurring work. So if you, if, if I as a writer land one of these clients, then there's a good chance that I'll have work for a while if I'm good. 
Yeah, and it's recurring in a lot of different ways. It's recurring because if you're a client, you're always coming out with new products. Um, there's also times of the year where you want to edit things. If different holidays are coming up, you want to edit the keywords or the search terms. Um, right before the busy season, you probably want to do a full audit of your listings and make sure everything's perfect. Um, but you're always taking a step back. Industry standards are always changing. Um, you're always going through past descriptions and trying to optimize them more and more and more because there's no end of the line and you're always getting new competition out there. And all these third-party marketplaces like Amazon, eBay, they're always changing their policies and their search engines as well. Um, so if you're good at what you do and you can do the research into um, taking it from that level of being a good writer to being a good Amazon writer, there's a lot of potential work out there for you. So let's say that this is sounding really interesting to me, but I'm, I'm just curious if, if I am actually cut out for it, if I would be good at it. And let's say I, I don't have any relevant experience writing e-commerce copy. How do I know if I would be a good fit? Sure. So if you don't have any experience doing e-commerce copy, you're probably not a fit for me at FreeUp um, just because we're trying to take the 1%. Um, we get hundreds of applicants every week and we're looking for people with a lot of experience. But with that said, there's tons of Amazon courses out there, some of them free, um, some of them not. Um, become a seller yourself. Open up an Amazon store. Um, start selling books or buying things here and there. You don't even have to do it to make money on it. Just do it to learn the system and become better and better at it. Um, you can go on a lot of different freelancer platforms and post your um, portfolio at maybe a cheaper rate to get in the game. Um, tell some people that you're willing to do a, some descriptions for free, um, although I don't encourage free work. It's a good it's a good way to just get someone to give you that chance. And once you're in Amazon, there's so many things from seller support um, to forums that you can continue to learn and improve on your craft um, and then work on bigger and bigger sellers. Because even if you start at the basic and you don't really know what you're doing, there are people that have those mom and pop stores that can't even afford an expert even if they want to, but they do have all these descriptions that they need to write and get out there within a reasonable amount of time or else that product is just sitting there. So even if you're not, even if you don't have years of experience, you can still get in the door writing these descriptions. And that's what a lot of my clients will do anyways, is they'll hire a cheap writer, get, at least get all the products up because then they're for sale and you have the chance to get a sale. And then you can hire the experts down the line to go in and optimize it more and more and more. So you mentioned a clear there are a few courses out there on Amazon, uh, and I'm curious: do you, are you do you, are there a couple that you're familiar with that, that you keep hearing a lot about? Yeah, so my, I mean, if you go on Udem, I never pronounce it right. Udemy, Udemy, um, yeah, yeah. They there's a bunch of them on there. I don't have the names of them, but my personal recommendation is to check out Startup Bros. Um, it's from a friend of mine, Will. It teaches you from the beginning um, how to sell from Amazon from scratch. And it's honestly about taking your business from zero to a million dollars on Amazon. Um, but even if you don't want to be a million dollar Amazon seller, you don't think the entrepreneurial way is in you, you're still just going to learn a lot about Amazon and what it takes. Um, because learning the products and learning how the products um, get from point A to point B and how, how you talk to Amazon customers, which is different than how you talk to eBay customers, um, really gives you that background and that foundation to write good descriptions and good copywriting on Amazon. Yeah, I love that idea because if somebody's already figured that out uh, and they can show me the ropes and I can really shortcut my my progress, right? And and then the other thing too, I love your idea of why not start an Amazon store, even if it's just for the the practice, not necessarily to make a million dollars, but hey, I'm trying to get in the door here and if I can do this on my own, uh, this might be a great way to to really learn fast. 
Exactly. Or just go out and find the popular websites that you shop on all the time. Maybe it's Wayfair Overstock. And instead of going shopping on them, click on different products and see what their descriptions look like because they're hiring the best of the best. And if you can write on that level, there's going to be a need for your services. So that's a good segue into my next question. With these e-commerce companies, and not necessarily the top tier, but just you know, even the middle tier, what are they looking for in, in a writer or copywriter? I know, obviously, they could write well, but any, any specific things they value, um, and then what kind of experience are they looking for? Um, just when how it pertains to writing. They're essentially looking for um, proper grammar, um, good English, um, with any translations that come to it, because a lot of Amazon sellers um, will sell on like Amazon UK, Amazon France, but if you don't do translation, they can always hire someone to translate it afterwards. But once you get past the basic, then they're really looking for SEO and keywords, which is a whole thing um, by itself. You could take a six-month course on SEO and keywords and still have more to learn. So that's really what separates the good writers from the good e-commerce writers, because SEO and optimization and keywords is what generates sales. So one of the things with SEO or any direct response kind of marketing is uh, just having a track record of results, right? Uh, exactly. If you're a, a copywriter in this in this field, how can you get that kind of in, information or feedback from your clients so that you could boast, hey, you know, I've been, I've, I've gotten these kinds of results. Ask. Um, my biggest thing, if I was a freelancer, which I've never been a writing freelancer before, I would find different sellers and be like, let me write product descriptions for you for free or for cheap to get me in the door. In return, when I do get you sales, let me use you as a reference. Let me take a screenshot of my, of your product on your account and show what I've done. Or let me share the links to my products to send to other people. And most clients um, are open to it. And that's what a lot of my clients will look for. And, and I've different level of workers for all the way from the $5 an hour to $50 an hour. And the clients might come to me and be like, hey, send me a 20 hours, a $20, a $50, and a $5, and I'll send them three samples, um, and they can see the difference. So building up your portfolio of samples is huge, um, and also results that back up those samples. So being like, hey, this is a pair of shorts that I wrote the description for. Last busy season, we sold X amount. Gotcha. Yeah, very important. I'm curious how these companies work with writers in, in, in terms of how they onboard them. And let's just talk specifically with your organization, because I'm sure outside of that, there could be a number of ways. But with, through your company, what's the process typically like? Sure. So we only bill hourly. We don't do any fixed price. We don't do anything by the word. Um, I personally just don't believe in it. Um, and, and our software just isn't set up for it. So you're allowed to meet our worker for, all right, first of all, you got to become a client. Becoming a client is free. It doesn't cost you anything. It's a quick setup process, questionnaire. So we have your contact information, e-signature on an agreement saying you won't steal our workers and a credit card on file so we can bill you every week. From there, you can request a worker at any time. So they can request the Amazon expert, the graphic designer, the writer. We provide them that really quick. Um, whenever it comes to writing and graphic design, um, it's one of those things that every client's different. I might have someone on my team that gets really great reviews 95% of the time, and I send them the one client, and that client's like, I hate his writing style for whatever reason. And I kind of know that, and I assume that going in. It's not a one-size-fits-all industry. Um, 
So what I try to do is get is collect samples and portfolios and have them ready to go. So my workers are first come first serve. So if you ask for a worker today or you ask for a worker in a month, I'll have different people available depending on their workload. And I try not to overwhelm my clients either. I'm not going to send them 25 different samples to look through. So I usually send them one to three different samples, get their feedback. Maybe they're like, hey, I don't like this person's grammar. Or I want someone who's more positive in their writing, whatever it is, and then adjust um, accordingly. So that's usually the process. Become a client. Once you're a client, you can um, request a work whenever you want. If you're dealing more with graphic design and writing, I'll send you a few different portfolios. You tell me who you want. Um, you, once you meet them, a lot of my clients come to me because they don't want to interview the workers, so they just get started right away. But if you want to meet with them for 10 to 15 minutes to talk about their experience or their background and stuff like that, you're good to go. But before they actually start doing work, um, you have to hire them for their hourly rate through our software. Gotcha. So they're on an hourly rate. I assume that maybe they'll give them a project or two to kind of test them, get 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 a feel for how they are, and uh, before they give them a, a just a, a huge stack of work. Exactly. And we coach our clients just as much as we coach our freelancers. Um, we encourage our clients to not just be like, "Okay, go work fifty hours for me and show me, for me and just show me what you've got at the end." Um, it usually doesn't end well. Um, usually, it's, "Hey, do an hour." Send me what you wrote so I can give feedback. And most workers, the good workers, they work very well off feedback. And I encourage my workers to ask for feedback. And if you're a client that, and that you know what you want, you can provide the feedback to make the freelancer adjust more towards your business because the way that you want something written is going to be different than the way that I want something written. Yeah. Okay. So uh, in, in terms of, um, and I know that it's here again, it could be all over the place, but give us an example of a good a good copywriter who's working really well, but what are we typically looking at? Are they typically working just one client or is it common for them to be on multiple accounts? It really depends. I have some clients who um, manage 40 Amazon stores and they're actually like a marketing company and they just hire my freelancers 40 hours a week um, and I give them my top people and boom, it's their full-time job. And once they get a full-time job, I can't really give them other clients unless it's very small projects here and there. I have other clients that are other workers that are made up of three or four different clients. It really depends. I mean, in this industry, I never know what's going to walk into the door. I might have a week where the only thing people want is eBay experts, and then the next week, everyone might only want writers. Um, so it's really random, and, and it's a constant battle of supply and demand. We don't want to have, we don't want to be understaffed for obvious reasons, and we can't fill um, demand. But we also don't want to have workers just sitting there that we're like, hey, we're trying, we're trying, we don't have any work for you. So um, we try to be have a little bit extra supply than demand. Um, but it, it's kind of timing of whether a worker is make is working with five different clients or one specific client. Tell me again what the the ranges are. You mentioned this a little bit earlier in terms of hourly pay. Sure. So our workers are from five to fifty dollars an hour. Keep in mind we have both U.S. and non-U.S. workers for every position. Um, so we have international writers that are in that five to twelve dollar an hour range, and then we've got U.S. writers that are in the probably 10 to $50 an hour range. I mean, we have some $50 an hour writers, but they also do other things like marketing and branding. Um, and they have a background of that too. And they just happen to be a really good writer. Um, so it depends on your skill set, depends on the other things that you bring to the table. Um, and it also depends on what the client's willing to pay at the end of the day. Okay. Um, I'm curious about how you get your e-commerce clients. So are you growing from that perspective? How we're adding clients to free up? Exactly. 
Got it. Well, I do a lot of podcasts like this, um, and that helps get the name out there. We do a lot of we use our own freelancers, so I kind of practice what I preach. Um, our top freelancers also work on my internal team. Um, you can check out the free up social media page. Uh, my assistant Nara does a great job with that. Um, we're constantly co- reaching out to different e-commerce companies and explaining what we do. Um, doing different webinars where we teach people about hiring um, that are maybe hiring for the first time or who have bad bad experiences hiring. Um, a lot of podcasts we do guest blog posts. We have our own blog, um, a lot of content marketing. Um, and then we have a great referral program. Uh, any clients that refer other clients to us get 50 cents for every hour that we build that client forever. So a lot of our clients that have good experience with us um, tell all the different sellers, all the different online businesses that they know, and we get a lot of referrals that way. So with somebody who might be listening right now and thinking, wow, this sounds really interesting. You know, I, I, maybe would like to earn a little bit more, but the idea of having steady recurring revenue and working for a couple of clients doing this kind of work is very attractive. Mm-hmm. How, what would you tell them in terms of they're trying to figure out would this be for them? And let's say they have a really good experience with direct response copy. So this would not be you know, a huge adjustment for them. Uh, and let's say they already have some e-commerce experience as well. So because we've, we've already talked about how to fill that gap. What would you tell them in terms of trying to figure out you know, would this be for them? Sure. And let's not forget, we were only talking about e-commerce. I have plenty of clients who don't need Amazon writers or eBay writers. They need someone to write their newsletter um, or just create content for their book or write a sales pitch, um, whatever it is. So there are a lot of opportunities, even if you don't have Amazon experience. If you're just a really good writer, um, there's always jobs out there for you. Um, I mean, you can always apply to us. It, you can email us at hr at freeup.com with three E's. It's the only way to apply to us. Um, you're welcome to check out our Facebook page. We post a lot of different articles about getting into e-commerce. Um, you can contact people on my team. We're happy to answer any questions that you have. If you um, contact the freeup.com Skype account, someone's always there to help you. Um, and we can definitely point you in the right direction with different articles, forums, um, different people in the industry that we know. Because don't forget, um, we work with a lot of clients that aren't your typical Amazon seller. They might own a company that in somehow relates to Amazon or relates to eBay. Um, and they, they're doing a lot of different things with their own content marketing, their own blog, their own educational um, system that you can check out. So those are kind of the ways that we can help you. Um, and you can always go on the other websites, Upwork and Freelancer.com, that aren't so um, exclusive and get your foot in the door that way. So let, let me ask, because I think where I was going with that is if, if I'm trying to figure out if this would be for me, like what kind of temperament would you say the right writer, copywriter would need to, to work well in this kind of environment? Sure. So you have, I get it now. You have to, you have to be able to appreciate feedback and be able to not take it personally. And that almost goes for any job and any people that I hire. Um, I kind of mentioned before that what one client likes might be what another client hates. So you have to be able to adjust your writing style for the correct situation. Um, the way you write about boxers is not going to be the same way that you write about candles. So you have to um, keep that in mind and keep in mind that the people that you're working for in the e-commerce industry are so passionate about their products. They've spent their entire lives um, building this product, manufacturing this product, that they want their product displayed exactly the way that they want it displayed. So if you can adjust to those clients' needs and take constru- constructive criticism well, um, those are the people that usually fail on the writing side. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think, and that applies right in every industry, but I, what I'm, I'm getting a sense that this is, this is a fast paced business, uh, and it's all about results and you need to be able to to take feedback the right way in order to learn and improve. 
And it's a timing thing because remember, you're not, we're not billing by word, we're billing by hour. So with that said, the client is expecting a certain amount of descriptions done. They're expecting you to get better over time. And at the end of the day, they're expecting sales. So it's almost like you're a salesperson and a writer put together. In terms of turnaround, I mean, would you say this is very fast-paced and high pressure in terms of being able to turn around the work? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, if you're billing someone by the word, it doesn't really matter. If you're billing someone by the hour, I mean, they want to see pretty. Con- they want to see consistency. They don't want to see you working three hours on one description and one hour on the next. Um, then there's also deadlines. I mean, people will have these products sitting in their warehouse that they're trying to get out the door, and you have 24 hours to get all 10 of these products online, looking great for their customers, or else their time is money. So um, it's definitely more fast paced than your average writing job. Love it. Excellent. So Nathan, I know you gave us a little bit about the the company, social media, et cetera, but what would be the best place for people to check you out if they're interested in learning more? Yeah, you can go to our website, freeup.com, F-R-E-E-E-U-P. Don't forget the third E. Um, Check out our Facebook, our Twitter, our blog. Um, Anyone that signs up as a new client and uses Ed's name um, gets their first hour of any worker under $15 for free or 25% off um, their first hour of a worker $15 or more. Um, In addition, you get 10% off your worker, um, your first worker for life. So just put down Ed's name as a referral when you sign up. It's free to sign up. There's no monthly cost. takes you five minutes, and then you get access to our exclusive working network. Awesome. Nathan, thank you so much. It's been great. I really appreciate you having me. The High Income Business Writing Podcast is a production of B2B Business Launcher. Learn more at b2blauncher.com.